Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, and I'm very happy to have a longtime friend of mine in the studio with me today, Jimmy Bilbury. Thank you for taking time to join me, buddy. And, oh, it's uh, my pleasure. Anybody that knows the name Bilbury knows that uh, I, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of folks in our audience know you, know your family. And family uh, music has just been, Jimmy, uh, a part of not only what you do, but who you are. Uh, and uh, in fact, we're going to focus on today your role at University Heights Baptist Church and the role you play in in, in the music there mm-hmm. and your and the ministry there as it relates to music. But uh, but I mean, from the day you were born, music had an impact on your life. Uh, yes, as, as far back as I can remember, we we listened to all the country bluegrass records. Dad and Mom collected all sorts and blues and all sorts of different genres was around the house all the time. And uh, so when I got to, uh, in my teens, I started playing upright bass, and dad, of course, dad, uh, Ron Bilbrey, he was uh, on the road for 12 years as a professional banjo player and guitar. So it was always there, and uh, so I started playing with upright bass and then went on to the fiddle and just started learning different instruments and how to write and all the things that go with that. It was, uh, grew up on Dolly Parton and the Osborne Brothers and <laughs> oh, just whatever they wanted to put on the record player so uh it's just been in my blood and somebody asked me in high school they said what are you going to do in college i said well the only thing i know which is music so that's what i did and you know and you know i want to come back to this and actually music was god's idea absolutely i mean it music came out of the heart of god yes sometimes we've been able to mess it up and take it in a direction (laughs) it didn't need to go but that's where music came from and and i don't want to you know uh and of course folks who know you know that i mean you 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 play a lot of instruments but you uh you you you're you've written hundreds and hundreds of songs some of which i enjoyed not too long ago at american kind What's that? Americanaville. Americanaville. Yes. I get it right. That's a tongue Americanaville in Livingston, uh, uh, and uh, and have played. And your resume in music is just incredible. Uh, you're down at Granville. I'm seeing that and that, that show on Saturday nights. I've seen that some. Yes. So you, what you, we could spend the whole show just talking about uh, the things that you have accomplished with music in your life, and and the passion that you have mm-hmm. for it, and the way you've helped other people, and and moved other people. In fact, you you give lessons now, don't you? Yes, I have uh, about forty five students uh, at the. School of Performing Arts, Stephen Street School of Performing Arts, and then yeah. at home. I have some students at home. And what, what, what do you teach? What you're 45, what instrument? I teach uh, just about all of them except for a steel guitar and drums. Is that right? So 45 students who you, you meet with, I guess, every week at yes. some point in time and do yeah. that. So music is really just your passion and your life and your talent, your gift, your ability that came from God. Yes, absolutely. Wow. It came from wow. God. We might get back to some of that in just a minute. But so don't you feel really blessed that um, uh, that you get to do every day what you love to do? Oh, there's no when you're operating in your gift. Yeah, you uh, there is no work. There it's all it's all joy. Count it all joy. And yeah. I tell my wife will say, You your check was this amount this week and I'll go, Oh, that's right, they do pay me because <laughs> I get such a blessing out of changing people's lives and helping them learn these instruments. And, and it's got to feel really good when you sit down and you those forty five students we're talking about now and you see them progress. Oh and you see them build confidence in themselves yeah. and you see them become more able to use the gift that they have. Yes. That's gotta make you feel great. Oh, it's a, there it's an inner inner joy and fulfillment that nothing else. Yeah. So let's talk about before we get into your work at uh, if you can call it work at University of Baptist <laughs> Church and your your involvement in the music there. Uh talk about uh, your your, your own personal testament. When you came to Christ, did, did you become a Christian at an early age? How did all that happen? Uh, well, when I was in my teens, uh, I, w- I grew up in Stephen Street Church. And uh, 
I kept uh, I was under conviction for a long time, and I kept thinking if they just sing the second verse of the song, I go up front. <laughs> but they didn't. Or I'd find another excuse. Well, I don't like that song. Or you know, I was running. Yeah. I was trying not to. But uh, finally, my cousin asked me one day. We were going to town on Old Gainsborough Great, and he said, "Are you a Christian?" I said, "No." He said, "Would you like to be?" And I said, "Yes." So we pulled over on the side of the road, and we prayed. And since then, uh, it's just my life's been different. Wow! And you were a teenager then. Yes. So aren't you thankful for that cousin who, oh, who had the, yes. the boldness or whatever you boldness. took to say, hey, are you a Christian? Yes. And you had the honesty about you to say, no, I'm not. Would you like to be? Absolutely. And he, and you prayed and Jesus came into your heart. He sure did. And he passed away at 60 a few did years he? ago. Yes, he was a very, very special cousin. Wow. I mean, for that reason, not just for that reason, but that's the. That's forever. He was concerned about my eternity, so I'll see him again. Yeah. And uh, I hope to have that boldness with my family, you know, wow. with other folks in my family. And you pulled over on Gainesburg Road. On Gainesburg Road. I could right take you to the road. road. Yep. I could take right you where we road. pulled off the road at. Like I said, Jimmy, Jimmy Bilbrey is my guest today on the chat, and happy to have my friend Jimmy with me. Uh, and, and and we could talk a lot about what he has done and continues to do in music. It's just amazing. I didn't realize until the other night how many songs you'd written. Oh, it's it's hundreds, hundreds and, hundreds. and hundreds. And you co-written co, co a lot of them also? Yes, yes, with Mark Hauser and uh, with so many people, Craig Martin. By the way, I wanted to mention my cousin's name. His name was Alan Jenkins. Oh, Alan Jenkins. Alan, Alan C. Jenkins, I think, was his. Um, and he's the one that asked you that question, that and you question. prayed, and and you became a new creature in Christ Jesus. Yes. Well, let's let's move in the uh, let's talk about University Heights Baptist Church okay. and uh, talk about your role in ministry there as it relates to music. Oh, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. I, uh, I I'm on staff there. I do it for nothing, but they don't know that, so I don't tell them. But uh, <laughs> I do enjoy it. It's a ministry and it's a heart ministry, you know. And uh, I uh, just just love the church and the folks there. And I play the special music with whatever instrument you know uh, from week to week and. Uh, Lead the music, write a lot of praise songs for the. We okay. have a blended service, so I write praise songs to go with the hymns, and so it seems to work out. So your music is, uh, uh, I love that too. I mean, I, I, I uh, this, the praise songs that we do now, I really love. Yeah. I like that atmosphere. I like that genre. But you know, Jimmy, I want, I don't want my, I want my kids to know those classic hymns. Yes. I want them to know Amazing Grace. I yes, want them to know oh, I'll Fly too. Away. Yes, I want it them is to well. Know, uh, all those songs that we sang when, when I was growing up. There's me something too. special about There's them. Ri- so you do both of them. They're rich. Church. Yes, I am thankful to have that we do both. Yeah. I've seen uh, several churches that don't do that. And and uh, it with, you have some that like the praise songs, you have some that like the hymns. And uh, so it works. It works for us. Yeah. Well, now, typically, um, it's, it's, do you, 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 have a, you have a choir that you work with? and. We uh, used to have a choir. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I kid with people, I'll say that uh, at the average age of our church is deceased. That's how old we are. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of folks are older, and it's hard for them to navigate the steps and, you know, sure. get up there. So we don't have a choir. I call it a congregational choir hymn. Oh, there you so go. I'll so stand the whole congregation. Up, the whole congregation, yeah. Participates in it. Yeah. How important, how how important, we've got a few seconds left before this uh, segment wraps up, but how important is music in the overall worship experience? Oh, it, to me, it's uh, it's uh, irreplaceable, really, because that's what ushers me into the presence of God, Yeah, is that music. Uh, there's nothing like, you know, like you said, God created music, and it just reaches to the inner parts of our soul. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Bilbury is my guest today on the chat. We've got a lot more uh, to talk with Jimmy about. We'll continue with that in just a moment.
We're back on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. My guest today is my friend Jimmy Bilberry, and uh, Jimmy has had a lifetime of music experience. How many instruments do you play, buddy? Uh, eight or nine. Eight thank, or nine. Thank God, yes. He's yeah. talented, gifted me with the ability to pick up an instrument quickly, and so I'm thankful for that. And Jimmy, of course, as we talked about earlier, is leads to music at uh, University Heights Baptist Church here in town. We'll talk more about that in just just a minute. And has written literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs through the years. Yeah. And didn't you didn't you do a, a thing at the Grand Ole Opry? Yes, not too long ago. I yes, mean, a couple of year, a year yep. ago. It was back in 2017. It, it was been uh, that long. Yeah, I won a fiddle contest in Grandwood, Uncle Jimmy Thompson Bluegrass Festival, yeah. and so got to go to the Ryman and play a song, play two songs. I played the Ashok and Farewell, and then I played a song that I wrote for my wife and I's 10th year anniversary. It's called The Forever Waltz, and uh, I played it by myself out there on the Opry stage, on the Ryman stage, and I got a standing ovation, 2,400 people. What they call the Mother Church. Oh, it's, it was... Uh, I think no words for that. I'll bet that. No. And, and isn't it great as as God uses you to do what you're doing at University Heights Baptist Church? He also uses you on the stage at the Ryman. Absolutely. There, there's no people say, "Was that a dream come true?" And I said, "No," because that wasn't a. I didn't believe it was ever possible. Yeah. But God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. There's a phrase that uh, the late uh, uh, one of my lessons mothers actually she told me one day. She said. Blessings follow obedience, and I wow. have never forgotten that. Blessings follow obedience, and and you've obeyed God, but by using the talent, the ability, the skill that He's given you, and and it's taken you into worship experiences like University House Baptist Church, but it's taken to the stage of the Grand Ole Opry and lots of other places. Absolutely, and and to meet people and have experiences that you wouldn't have, you know, no. and, you know, and and I, I get off on this track just a little bit, but uh, you know, I remember a time in my life where I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah, give my life to Christ because he'll call me to do something I really don't want to do. I'll be miserable. He'll, he'll, I'll have to be a missionary in Africa. Uh-huh. Well, if he if he called me to be a missionary in Africa, I wouldn't be satisfied anywhere else but That's Africa. Exactly right. That's and so exactly he's, right. He called, and I'm, the calling usually comes to do with what he's gifted you to do and something you enjoy. Am I right yes, about that? Absolutely, no question. It's a it's a natural progression. There's no there's no resistance there. He he opens the door. You yeah. know, he he equips the called. Did you start singing in church and playing in church? Is that where you started? Yes. Is that right? Yep. I started singing. I loved the song services we had. Just yeah. loved the song services. So uh, we started going. We started playing bluegrass, and then uh, uh, we were in between churches, and then mom started going to University Heights. Yeah. And so uh, I liked the pastor there, so we started. We'd gone and visited other churches, but then we we wound up there, and that was uh, it's just been home for twenty three years, something. And now as a result of that obedience, I love what you said, you get to do pretty much every day of your life what you enjoy most. Absolutely. And there's no, music. there's no, you know, that do what you love and the money will chase you down. I mean, it's a, uh, even just, not, even if it's without the money, like I said, because I'm not aware of that often. I just love doing what I'm doing. Amen. It's a, it's a, it's a reward on the inside. You, we've talked about, uh, mentioned uh, that you've written a lot of songs. One song you you wrote called If You Could See Me Now. Talk about the story behind that song and what it's led to. Oh, well, uh, uh, my stepdaughter, Leanne Eldridge, uh, passed away in a truck accident with her boyfriend, Leighton Prophet, in, on February 15th of 2019. And so uh, it was just the most devastating thing. And this song found its way soon after that. And uh, it was a, it's therapeutic for me to work on. If you could see me now thinking about what she would be doing at that time. And so I uh, wrote it with a piano, and, and it's just been the biggest blessing for 
my wife, you know, her mother and myself and anybody who hears a song that's ever lost anybody. It is just, it's very uh, applicable to so many situations. And uh, that song has led to what's called Sprinkle Kindness Day. Leanne's favorite saying was uh, kindness, sprinkle that stuff everywhere. So then Lisa came up with Sprinkle Kindness Day. Which said, just happened for the first time a few ha- weeks ago. Yes, it was just a few days ago, September 28th. That was uh, Leanne's birthday. And my oldest son's, incidentally, too. But uh, it was this past Tuesday, September 28th, and it was just an overwhelming event. Uh, people went around town showing kindness everywhere. We paid for people behind us at the drive through We took donuts to everywhere all over town and uh, took stuff to the mission and uh, to God's glory. And people from all over the United States, uh, people in Utah, people in you know Texas, wherever they were, they would— um, they would Facebook us and with a picture of their shirts. We had shirts made, bunch of shirts, and so uh, people people are some people are turning it into Sprinkle Kindness Week. So uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful uh, therapy for uh, the family, and uh, it just so uh, we need some kindness nowadays. And so it was a really, really positive day, and we're hoping to do it even more next year. And they're telling, uh, inviting everybody. To be a part of kindness it. day. Jimmy, that had to be when that happened. Uh, it had to be so, so hard for you and Lisa. I can't even imagine that, but uh, that, that what you have, are dealt with. And, and of course, thank, thank God for his strength and his grace and oh, working all. through us to help us do things we can't do on our own. But the way you've taken that and turned it really into a ministry to bless other people. Yes. That's wonderful. She had such a caring heart. She would see the, see the, a homeless person, she'd want to help them. So she and Lisa would, her mother would go and buy things and take it to them. And she started a reading program also at the substation over on 7th and Pine. Public housing. Yes, called yeah. uh, Kids Matter. And uh, from that, uh, we got, uh, we saw um, 25, 30 uh, kids saved from that housing project wow. and around the city. So and what was uh, the name of the program again? Kids Matter. Kids Matter, yeah. And so she helped to start that. And she just had such a giving heart. And so God has taken that, as horrific as it was, as you say, and and caused so many people to be blessed. And uh, it's just been amazing. Tell me, uh, elaborate on the message behind it, if you can see me now. What are you, what are you saying in that song? It's a, well, it's a, if you could see me now, I'll be praising God. I saw, I watched him build your mansion. Uh, it's just, uh, wow. so, it's, so the, her perspective from heaven. Yes. Her perspective from heaven. Uh, it's just an incredible song. And, and when I first put it on Facebook, it, it, it's been shared, you know, so many times, I think more than a hundred, maybe 400 times. It's just been, it's like I say, it's universal. Yeah. It's just universal, but it, but it was inspired by her passing. And so it's been a, a sort of source of therapy for her mother and family, everybody who knows the situation, but also with people that have lost, everybody's lost someone somewhere. So sure, absolutely. So it's, it's a ministry. And you know, that is so strong. Not too many weeks ago, my sister and brother-in-law passed from, oh, from COVID uh, right. 10 days to a, yeah. apart, you know, and, uh, and, and the things that sustain us is that, is that, yeah, there's grief. There's a, we miss them terribly, but, we will see them again. Yes. They are in heaven. They're with glory. They're in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ forever. Yes. And we they are part of our future. And that's the hope. That's yeah. the hope. People that don't have Jesus, you know, it's hard to imagine. I can't yeah. imagine going yeah. through this. 
Jimmy Bilberry's my guest today. This is The Chat. We're back with more in just a moment. We're back on The Chat. I'm your host, Rod Henry. My guest today, Jimmy Bilberry. We're talking about a lot of things pertaining to music coming from the heart of God, but specifically, mm-hmm. we're talking about his role at University Heights Baptist Church and the music leader, music director out there. And, you know, I mean, the, the, obviously, the preached and taught word is critical to any, any ministry. I mean, we, we got to have that word of God in us all yes. the time. And thank God for pastors and teachers yes. and ministers and all those who do that. Uh, but but uh, and having said that though the Bible does have a songbook sure and they call it Psalms yep and 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 mu- and that's what you do at University of Alabama Baptist Church and you know just uh, it, it, you I mean, it must be and you mentioned the entire congregation is involved in the in the music ministry yes. sometimes you're singing the, the the praise courses that we sing sometimes you're singing the classic hymns I mean tell me. Uh, and and as a guy whose wife won't even let me sing in the shower, you know, I, I appreciate you. I, sometimes I'll sing in the shower. My wife said, "Would you be quiet? You're bothering the dog." <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I so admire uh, the gift of people who are able to do that, and God uses to do that. But it must be exhilarating to stand in front of that uh, congregation. And not only you singing and it coming out of you, those classic hymns, those praise and worship courses, but to look into the faces and the people to know, to say, talk about that experience. Yes, uh, there's nothing like that. I love I love singing the hymns or the praise courses and and, and trying to uh, bring others along into that mood yeah. and uh, to, to, to bring us all into the throne room, you know. And uh, whatever I'm singing, whatever I'm playing, that's my goal. And uh, we've got some wonderful folks out there that sing along and sing very well, too. And so there's nothing like that. I enjoy I look forward to planning the uh, the order of service, you know, yeah. and the music and uh, trying to stay close to the spirit as I do that. So because uh, I want what God wants for the sure. service. And it's a it's a peculiar thing. After the preacher preaches, we never we never put an invitation down on the uh, program. I just uh for some reason, I'll be sitting on the front pew listening to the preaching, and toward the end, God will give me a uh, title and a page number. So I know when I get that page number that that's the one he wants to be. Wow. Us to do. And I can do that. I can think, no, I think this song will be good for this sermon. And uh, all of a sudden, I won't get the page number. So he'll give me the page number soon after that. I say, no, this is the one I want. So I have to be receptive to that. And uh, it's been it's a wonderful thing. I also try to program the music in a way that keeps us from getting into a sameness. Yeah. I like to throw something in completely different so we don't get into that. OK, now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do that to keep people, you know, uh, engaged. And, you know, you said it a while ago, Jimmy, and the importance of those those wonderful hymns are important. And I know when I go to, I, I do some uh, ministry at the uh, assisted living facilities here, and 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 the ladies and, and gentlemen who come to those services, you know, th- they may have some memory issues. They may not, they may not know their children's names. They may not. Some of them may, may not know what they ate for breakfast. Yes. But if you start singing "Amazing Grace." Oh. That those lips start to move, yes. those countenance will change. Absolutely, that is in them to stay, is it not? Yes, it is. And I've got a, a, a quick story. I was working with hospice uh, years ago when I first met Lisa, my wife, and I went to the Sparta NHC, and there was a lady in there. I thought, well, here we are. We're going to do this again tonight, you know. Um, and I walk in and I play a few things, a couple of classical things, country songs on my violin. And the lady was in the bed, and she was not 
uh, she was eating as fast as she could eat, and it was good to see that. But she didn't respond to the songs that I was playing, so I started playing the hymns. And that lady, she sang every single word. Yeah. She didn't. She had to take a breath in between because she was double over, but she sang every single word of every single song I played. And it hit me like a truck. Wow. And I went back out to the van and just sat there for 15 minutes in awe that she is so frail, but she's singing about a God that is not frail. Yeah. And it still tears me up to this day. Man, oh, man, what a story is that? Because it, it because she grew up singing those songs. Yes. That was not only in her mind, it was in her heart. Yeah. And even though she was not responding to lots of things, she still responded to what was down there. That just, that just you know, music is God's idea. Oh, you're right. It absolutely is. And he speaks to speaks through it often, often. Tell me more about, Jimmy, your, your ministry as it relates to giving lessons to young people. Uh, the name of the school again and, and the, what you do there? Stephen Street School of Performing Arts. Okay. I've, I've been there for over 10 years and, and just enjoy uh, what I do. Uh, the students will come in and we'll pick a, a, a plan, of a, a plan. you know, what they want to do. Find the hot button, I call it. Sure. And so uh, we'll the hot do. Button, I mean, the instrument, their the, passion. Their, their passion with the instrument, what direction we want to go in. Sure. And uh, lots of times uh, it's, a, it's a, a song that they sang in church. Yeah. And so uh, one of the standards. And so we'll go toward that. And it is just so fulfilling to play and play with them and watch, listen to them play and uh, express themselves. You know, there's bound to be some folks listening right now who um, who who have a drawing uh, uh, that still small voice of the Holy Spirit that says, you know, move in this direction or, they, you know, they were, I think about when I decided after I was 50 years old that God was calling me to the Hosman chaplaincy. And I learned that uh, that Medicare required you had to have a master's degree and uh, uh, to do that. And I thought, my goodness, I'd barely got my bachelor's. And I was already over 50 years old. So I sat on it for a year, didn't move. I still stayed as a volunteer at the hospice company. But then I I stepped out and just said, I, I don't know if I can do that. Well, moved, got my degree, and came back. That was 10 years ago. And I think, well, what if I hadn't done that? What a blessing that would be. So, yes. Jimmy, there's some people listening right now that, got, that believe that God has put something on their heart, but they can't see how in the world they could do it and where it might lead them. Uh, you've had that happen, and it's led yes. you to a life of uh, – of being fulfilled. Talk to them a yes. little bit. What would you say to well, them? Well, it's uh, trust that voice. Trust that voice. Go toward what uh, God's put on your heart. Uh, don't listen to folks that tell you want to tell you where you need to be. That voice is wh- where you need to be. Through, and even though you don't see the, you can't see the other side, like you're talking about, you took that leap of faith and got your master's and went toward that. Yeah. Uh, God opens the doors. He opens the doors and goes ahead of you. You know, because he planted that desire in your heart. And so he's going to make a way for you to yeah. go toward it. Wow. And, and and what I've learned, too, is if he calls you, he provides. Yes. He do, He is a way maker. And yes. he'll make it happen. Hey. And aren't you glad that you listened to that voice oh, as, as a young man? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a there was a, it's like a, I do it because I can't not do it. You know, uh, if I if, you know, people say if money were no object, what would you do? Well, this is it. Because I don't think about the money part. Yeah. I think about the fulfillment of the of the desire that I've been given So, and the gift. And so I'm just so thankful that uh, he's opened these doors. Uh, I always used to read. I read a lot of books, and I'd say, 
uh, I'd hear about freelance musicians, and I'd think, well, you can't be that in Cookville because there's not enough venues. Well, there is now yeah. because I'm the host in Granville. I've got the band. I've, I've got a studio at my house. I teach at the school, minister music at church. So I am a freelance musician. That was my desire 30 years ago. So wow. here we are. Jimmy, thank you. Oh. What a blessing it's been to talk to you and appreciate you so much. You're sharing your ministry with us at University House Baptist Church and all the other things that God has called you to do at this point in time in your life. And thank you for joining us today. Join us next week, same time, for The Chat.